The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. Don't you just love that song? I do. <laughs> Doesn't it just grow on you? It gets you in the mood. And then when you're laying in bed at night, you just hear it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Is it like like what they call an earworm? No, that you can't no. get it out of your you head. Sometimes, yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes, well, <laughs> I, I never really hear it, but I just. There were times, though. Yes. When I had a job and I was laying in bed at night and I could just, all I did was rewind the day, uh-huh. which was stressful. Uh-huh. But this song is not stressful to no, me. No, this song makes you want to get up and boogie. <laughs> this is our special song that we've had forever. My gosh, years. Yes. And you know what? What? I'm Lynn. Ah, uh, I think, yeah, I'm Bev. And together we are Stuff. stuff. And we're full of stuff this Thursday morning at 8.30. And we are here at WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. And what accent are you going to use (laughs) this morning to do our disclosure? (laughs) Disclaimer? Is it a disclaimer? It's a disclaimer. It's a disclaimer that discloses information that we need to disclaim. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBRFM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. We should do the whole show like that. <laughs> don't sue us. Don't don't yell at us. <laughs> I like it. (laughs) Well, it's a good way to get a start out of a laugh. Oh, my gosh, my gosh, my gosh. I needed that. All right. I needed that. (laughs) I just got home yesterday from New Hampshire. My sister and I went to New Hampshire for a couple of days. Yeah. It was the perfect time to go. It was during the week. I don't know if all the kids are out of school yet or just still having graduations, but it wasn't crowded. Hmm. It wasn't full of traffic. The weather was beautiful. Yeah. And I'll tell you more about that after you tell me the thing I love. Well, before that. I love being challenged. Oh, before that, you have a quote. I do have a quote. All right. And then. it's from a woman named Michelle Williams. And it just, it just struck a chord. Okay. I want to be like water. I want to slip through fingers, but hold up a ship. <laughs> wow. I like that. Yeah. That's kind of funny, and it's kind of deep at the same time. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very okay. good. Okay. 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 Now, two of these are true, and one is false, but one has a twist. Two are true. Mm-hmm. Number one, in theory, it takes over 5,000 helium balloons to lift an average-sized human from the ground. Hmm. Number two, hmm. disabled Valery Spiridonov was the first person in the world to have his head transplanted onto another body. That's creepy. Creepy, creepy. Number three. What? The world's earliest surviving motion picture film dates back to 1888. Yeah? Do we know the name of it? Mm -hmm. Maybe. 
oh. if it's real. Survivor, what was that again? The world's earliest surviving motion picture film dates back to 1888. 1888. I would think that would have to be, um, obviously, be um, uh, no sound. What's that? Um, Silent. Silent. Thank you. (laughs) That would have to have been a silent film, I would think. The disabled, uh, the head transplant. That gets you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because I'm thinking that might be the twist. Okay. Not not, uh, because I'm thinking, was his head transplanted or did he have a face? transplant oh my goodness because there is someone that had a face transplant yes i understand that. and i actually think there's more than one if and you could have your face transplanted whose would you take whose face would i take i don't think i'd take their face <laughs> <laughs> whose face would i want sophia vergara oh my gosh <laughs> and her body oh god yes. and her money mm-hmm. um she's funny she is. She's she's funny. Um, I, 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 you would take her. I I I might. Yeah. Yeah. So f- watch out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who would you? It wouldn't be Barbie. That's for sure. Boy, I don't know whose face I would take. Probably Dwayne Johnson's. <laughs> I, I have an image. I love Dwayne Johnson. Oh, he's 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 fantastic. He's got it all. But why and would you take great a man's smi- face? Because he's got a kind smile, a great smile. His eyes light up when he smiles. You would be the center of attention. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? I'd take his body, too. Okay. So then right. it would just be Dwayne Johnson. It would be Dwayne Johnson and the guy. All together. Yeah. Just both together. <laughs> all together. Can, you, can yeah. you imagine that couple? <laughs> But with my personality, <laughs> which would which would de- destroy his career. Okay, what you got? Well, I like I said, we went to New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and they are having the twenty second annual Hampton Beach Sand Sculpting Classic. Oh, this thing is incredible! Mm-hmm. And if you've been to sand sculpting sculpt sculpting <laughs> competitions, you know what I'm talking about. But I learned some things when we went there about sand sculpting. And we spoke to some of the sculptors. We were lucky to be there when they dumped the sand and when they began to frame. Oh, wow. And so we began to watch them start sculpting. Yeah. Um, The the whole thing actually starts Saturday, June uh, uh, 16th, 17th, and 18th. So today they'll be sculpting more. And then it'll continue, and then the judging starts on Saturday the 18th. You can go and vote. You can actually take a sand sculpting class that you can sign up for while you're there. The prizes are pretty hefty. First prize is $6,000. Second is four. Third is three. Fourth is two. And then there's a People's Choice Award for 1000 and a Sculptor's Medal. Nice. Serious stuff. These I've seen some of the pictures of them, and they are just brilliant. Yeah, they are brilliant. Serious, serious stuff. But they all get thrown away. What they do is they bring in sand from a quarry. Yeah. In New Hampshire. Yeah. That has special sand that comes from somewhere in the world. It's like the best, wor- the world's best. The sand yeah. granules are square. Okay. And it's very, very fine. So it holds together better. Yes. Hampton oh. Beach granules are, or grains, are round. Uh-huh. And they're more coarse. Okay. Because they, so they bring in 10 tons of... Um, That's a lot of sand. Of, let's see. They bring in 10 tons, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm looking here. Uh, Should say that's a lot of squares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Each person who's sculpting has that pile. And when the sculpting is completed, 
they're going to have uh, night viewing with with lights and everything until the 26th. What if it rains during the sculpting? So if it rains, the rain, and as long as it's not a torrential downpour, yeah, actually helps the sand stay together. Oh, really? Now, an interesting thing about your question, because mm -hmm. we asked that, mm -hmm. they spray the sculpture as they go, like if they're doing letters. It's uh -huh. incredible. It's incredible. With a, a, a mix of um, 10 to 1 Elmer's glue and water <laughs> in this pump really? thing, in this like airbrush, air spray thing. Oh, my And God. they gently spray the letters so that the wind doesn't compromise Huh. The letters, so they kind of said it. That's pretty cool. And I'll talk more about this. Okay. Because it's really fascinating. It's it's some of them are just so gorgeous. Oh, they're gorgeous. It's 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 insane. Well, it's insane. I've decided to do something a little different. You know how we're always asking, who did it first? Yes. Well, I found a few. Good. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> All right, 31,827 BCE, so that was a long time ago, first man to eat a lobster. No. During a lobster hall festival in 31,827 BCE, a 22-year-old caveman named... No. No, Nork. <laughs> no. Killed, cooked, and ate a lobster he found crawling on a beach in southern France. Before that meal, <laughs> lobsters were considered to be the spawn of the devil and high in cholesterol, too. <laughs> and many people praised Fnork. 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 As the bravest man in the world, archaeologists tell us humans have been eating crustaceans, lobsters, crabs, shrimp, from prehistoric times to present. They know this from excavating middens, deposit of shells and bones left by early civilizations. So, Fnork, <laughs> thank you. I have to say thank you, too, because this week, <laughs> these couple of days, my sister and I ate a lot of lobster. Oh. Yes. It's, it's really good. Oh, it's really good. Do you eat lobster? I did. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. And you don't anymore? No, but it was good. Well, what if you just take it out of the shell? No. Somebody, what if somebody else <laughs> takes it out of the shell for you and no. puts it in the butter and lets no. it soak? No. 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 Did they have vegan, they have a, a, a copy they probably do, but I haven't found it. Wow. I was trying to get false or fake crab meat or something one time, and it turned out it's not fake. It's got it's, lobster in it. It's, it's, it's Pollock. Do you eat fish? No. Yeah, I think they make that fake stuff out of Pollock. I'm sad for you. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would never force you. <laughs> Never, but I'm sad because I'll tell you, that lobster we had. I know, I know. So good. I remember going there to Maine. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're the cockroach of the ocean, you know. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they're my cockroaches. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit more about this. Okay. So one of these sculptors who's pretty famous. Yeah. Um, he is in the Guinness. We got to talk to this guy. He's really cool. He was in the Guinness Book of World Records as making the tallest sand castle in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He has was featured on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Hell's Kitchen, The Rachel Ray Show, and Home and Family, and has been in every episode of a program called Sand Wars. And another one called Sand Blasters on Discovery Channel. Wow, he's famous. Yes. His his castles, his creations have been featured in national publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Sunset Magazine, American Lifestyles, Kinfolk, and AARP Magazine. And his name is Rusty Croft. And, and my cats would love a newspaper with all that <coughs> sand in it. I bet they would. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really friendly. And I said to him, what did you do on Hell's Kitchen? 
It's a food show. Uh-huh. He said, have you ever heard of a gooey duck? No. And I said, yes. A gooey duck I will tell you about in my next portion of our show. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. We're going to do little bits and pieces of this. Okay. That sounds Dip, like fun. Dipped in butter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. On November 5, 1781, the Continental Congress elected Mr. Hansen as President of the United States in Congress. Who's Mr. Hansen? This title is also called <laughs> President of the Continental Congress. <laughs> this election has led to the contention that Hansen, rather than George Washington, was the first President of the United States. Not a chance. Under the Articles of Confederation, the U.S. central government had no executive branch, and the position of president was largely ceremonial. Indeed, most of Hansen's presidential duties consisted of dealing with official correspondence and signing documents. Finding the work so tedious, Hansen threatened to resign after just one week in office, <laughs> but his colleagues appealed to his well-known sense of duty, and he continued to serve until the end of his one-year term in 1782. Now, presidents were elected to one-year terms in the beginning. Hansen was neither the first person to serve as president or to be elected to the president after under the Articles of Confederation. Congress simply allowed Samuel Huntington of Connecticut to serve as president. Samuel Johnson of North Carolina. Thomas McKean of Delaware. However, McKean served for less than four months. He resigned. It was not until the next session of Congress convened in November 1781 that Hansen was elected as the first president to serve a full term. Where did you find that? <laughs> On a website called thoughtco.com. T-H-O-U-G-H-T-C-O. It goes on. It goes on for pages. I mean, it's amazing. So what president was Washington? He was, Which one? Might have been the sixth or the seventh. No. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. And history again rewrites itself. First, first, first. My goodness. So gooey duck. You wonder what a gooey duck is? What's a gooey duck? First is of all, it, if you it look sticky? it up, it's disgusting. It's a Pacific gooey duck. It's a species of very large saltwater clam in the family. Uh, 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 I can't even pronounce it. The common name is derived from the l Lushoot seed. Okay. I don't know what that is. Nope. The gooey duck is native to the coastal waters of the eastern North Pacific Ocean from uh, Alaska to Baja, California. Now, what's, what's terrible about that? A gooey duck is this big, long, and I'm, I'm actually showing Ew. my partner here a picture. It's not pretty. It's, I actually have seen, I think, one of these in a, in, a, in a snail shell, which you can see this is a snail shell. Uh-huh. And it's a big, long, thick tongue. It's like a big, long, thick oh, tongue. My and it's it's pretty pretty gross. Yes, it is. So it's what not this, a pretty color. What this rusty croth did was went on Hell's Kitchen and they buried Gooey Duck in his sand sculptures. So he created smaller sand sculptures sculptures of things. Uh-huh. Somewhere. Uh-huh. And inside of them, the, the chefs that were competing had to go dig into the sculptures and find the gooey duck and then make a dish out of out, of, out of gooey duck. And Ugh. he said the gooey duck was disgusting, but he had a lot of fun. And he really wanted, um, who, who's Hell's Kitchen? Who's the guy? Um, I can see him. I can see him. He's a mean person. He wanted him to be mean to him, but he was exhausted. And he, he wasn't mean. He actually said hello. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> but he really wanted that. Mm. Mm. He wanted that. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So that was another thing that we 
we learned, and you know, I have the 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 flyer, which you can read the backgrounds of all these people, and it's a serious, serious competition. Oh, it has to be. They with travel the, the all over the world. Talent these people show. So I'll tell you one thing that they. I'll tell you one thing. How do they stay together? Sun, wind, and gravity are the sculpture's enemies. Mm -hmm. The water will drain and evaporate from the hot sun, allowing wind to blow it away. A windscreen is sprayed on the exterior shell after it's completed, protecting it from the wind. And it says, a mix of school glue and water is the common method that they use to mist. Now, if a torrential downpour happens, it's they gone. say that it is, it is damaging, but just a mild rain is not huh and actually helps it stay together but if you saw these there's so much intricate detail mm -hmm. even at the tops where you think it's a point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how does that point stay up there their theme at, at the, they have a big section in the center that's the, the theme and it's a circus and there were carvers doing all the circus stuff and then each participant gets to do whatever they want and this gentleman who I spoke about, this was really touching, Rusty Croft. Mm -hmm. We asked him what he was making, and he came over to us and he said, my brother passed away last year, and I'm actually doing a bust. Uh, I'm doing him. Aww. And he said, I'm going to try to get through this, but this is in honor of Aww. my brother. So you can actually go on the website, um, www.com. HamptonBeach.org for live beach cameras. Yeah. And you can watch it and you can see what the finished products are. It's really cool. I was so fascinated. Makes me want to cry. Yeah. I'll read you some more in okay. a little while. Okay. 1905. The first gas station in the U.S. Apparently, the first places that sold gasoline were drugstores. Henry Ford's mass production of cars lowered prices and greatly increased car sales and the need for filling stations. The world's first gas station was built in St. Louis, Missouri in 1905 at 412 S, that's South Teresa Avenue. The second gas station was constructed in 1907 by Standard Oil of California, now Chevron, in Seattle, Washington. I wonder why they don't call them filling stations anymore. I don't know. What made it switch? Now there's another first. I'll have there's to another look it first. Up. There's another first. Okay. So when you when you do this uh, this competition, mm -hmm. this is cool stuff. One person only in the competitor site at any time, except assistance in adding or removing the forms. So they build wooden forms to okay. put the sand in. Uh -huh. They add water and they just tamp. They tamped for hours yesterday. More sand, more water, more sand. Shoveling, shoveling. How there's, long does there's, it take to learn how to do this? Oh my gosh, it's it's really amazing. Um, they they have a start and a finish time. Mm -hmm. They have an 18 by 18 spot that they use. Only the material, no other material can be used beside. The sand and the water allowed in the site. And the glue. And the sprayers for the, with the Elmer's glue to preserve the piece. Um, spraying on and off the clock is allowed. So you can build your forms, fill your forms, and then the clock starts. And they have ah. three days, eight hours a day to build. They're timed. You can't have no power tools. You, can't, you, you cannot use stencils. Everything is by hand. They have a little straw that they blow, and they blow away their 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 powder when they're doing letters. Oh my Everything gosh. is carved with like little exacto knives, and they can use a level and a, a you know a level with a ruler. Yeah. And you can be the only one. You're the only one creating one person. It's, oh my! Isn't that cool? It is stricter than I thought. It is. It is. They get two 55-gallon drums for water with two competitors sharing one hose. The site uh, may not be wet down prior to when you're starting. 
unlimited number of buckets of water can be used. So they can't spray the sand before they dig it out. They have to put it in the form, mm-hmm. pour water. It's like, a, it's like a layer cake. You put some in there, you pour water, you tamp it down. They're barefoot, and they press it down with their feet. And then this, this one guy was using that metal tamping thing. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. a square, and it's heavy, and he's barefoot. Wow. I said, how many times have you hit your foot? He said, none. So you're trying to jinx me? <laughs> I said, no. I just can't believe you haven't hit your foot. Yeah. Did, I'll bet you he did after. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. More to come. 2006. First woman vacations in space. <gasps> vacation? On September 18, 2006, Anusha Ansari paid $20 million to ride on the Russian Soyuz TMA-9 capsule and become the first woman to vacation in space. She was also the first Iranian in space, first Muslim woman in space, and the fourth private explorer in space. She blasted off for an eight-day expedition aboard the International Space Station as part of the Expedition 14 crew of the Soyuz TMA-9, which included NASA astronaut Michael Lopez Alegria and Russian cosmonaut Mikhail Turin. Eight days at the space station. As a vacation. Wonder if she got massages. <laughs> Did she get pina coladas? <laughs> Did she go out in the rain? <laughs> Did they give her an aspirin? If she did get a pain. (laughs) (laughs) Would you do it? No. No, 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 no. Again, no. I think I would do that if I had the money or the chance or I think I would I think I My heart wouldn't let me. Yeah? I think it would give out. You think? Oh yeah. Can you imagine? I don't do hugs in the first place. I think when you're out there, you don't really realize you're high. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be high, all right. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) What would you be afraid of? Not being able to come back. (laughs) True. In one piece. Did you see the movie Martian? No. It was excellent. Well, yeah, I pretty much figured out what's going to happen. Well, did you? Well, no, but I mean, the thing is, you make a movie about somebody that's left on a planet by himself. He's going to die. So you knew about the movie. I knew about the movie, but I didn't know how it ended. But I could just imagine. He doesn't die. He doesn't die. He goes back to Earth. Yes. Well, that's no fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. You're very confusing this morning. (laughs) It's a great movie, and he doesn't die. Amen to that. Well, maybe you should have. We're going to take a break. 89.7 WTBRFM Pittsfield. What did you... Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high-quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Just, 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 just think about this. If you're out on another planet and you've got 
the space thing sitting there waiting for you. Don't look at your watch to tell you what time it is to catch the spaceship back? <laughs> You're talking about the movie? How can you be lost? Well, <laughs> I mean, where did you go not to know? You know what? I don't remember what happened to him. <laughs> I had seen it a so while foolish. ago, and then I saw it the other day, but I saw it, like, partway through when, uh-huh. he, was, when he was growing potatoes in his own... How could you forget? Get though that you were supposed to meet at a spaceship. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> what were you doing you, that was so important? <laughs> that you don't show up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. Uh, I actually thought of the people on the ship that left him there. How about that? <laughs> that Did left. they hold a grudge or what? It's a very happy ending. Yeah, well. So there you go. And it's a cool movie. Okay. They did a good job. Okay. So here we are in our second half. <laughs> we're we're Lynn and Bev, and together we are a show called Stuff. Stuff. And we are bringing you our show through WTBR 89.7. The famous WTBR. Yes. And you have? I have three true or false, and two are true, and one is not. And there is a twist. Okay. In theory, it takes over 5,000 helium balloons to lift an average-sized human. Okay. Disabled Valerie Spiridonov was the first person to have his head transplanted onto another body. And the world's earliest surviving motion picture film dates back to 1888. 1888. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wrote six, eighteen, eight. Well, that doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> six, eight. That was a couple of months. Um, <laughs> I think I've already got my answer, but okay, we'll okay. see. We'll see what happens. So again, we're talking. I'm talking about this um, Hampton Beach sand sculpting classic. You can go on www.hamptonbeach.org. They have cameras going all the time, so you can watch this fascinating thing or better yet if you can get in your car and drive to hampton beach and see it or go get a bucket of sand and try it and out. try it yourself you can actually take a class there i'll take some glue it's very very cool so the assistance may be used to fill water off-site and coaching is allowed mm-hmm. no molds of any kind may be used all the forms must be removed off of the <sighs> th- it's it they're they're forms like like boxes. Yeah. Uh, rectangles, boxes, like when you make a form to but pour you, concrete. You can't use them during the process. <clears throat> you fill them up, and then you have to take them off one at a time, and they start at the top. They take the top piece off. They carve. The next piece comes off. Can you imagine doing that? Like this one is high. Can you imagine doing that and no. having it fall apart? Oh. oh. I couldn't even imagine so no molds, all the forms must be removed prior to judging, and no form shall be on the site before start. All the shapes must be altered by completion. So you've you got to be all done. Judge's decision is final, blah, 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 blah. But it's, um, it says here uh, they have little wires sticking out of the top, so that the gulls won't land on the peaks, like oh one was gosh. an elephant's trunk. Yeah. They use 10 tons of sand, uh, and they will last about a week or two. And it's just a fascinating thing. Hmm. So if you can go, go check it out. On June 12, 2008, Doritos made history as they broadcast the first ever commercial directed towards possible extraterrestrial beings. The transmission, aided by the University of Leicester in England, was undertaken as part of the Doritos Broadcast Project, which invited the British public to create a 30-second video clip that could be beamed out to the universe, offering a snapshot of life on Earth to anyone out there. Anyone out there? Some 61% of the UK public believe this is just the start of communication with ET life and that we will enter into regular communication with an alien species at some point in the future. 
And that came from Doritos? That came from Doritos. The, the chip. The chip. The Dorito chip people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who knew all about that. Hey. <laughs> if you can't sell enough here. I'll never think the same thing when I eat a Dorito now. <laughs> I will think deeper. I will think I will definitely have salsa on it and sour cream and cheese. They, 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 they're, they're reaching out. They're reaching out. Mm-hmm. I want to be there that day. <laughs> Speaking of food, Ooh, you know, yeah. um, last week on June 17th, Friday, was the National Take Back the Lunch Break Day. You told me about that. And I would like to know if anyone did that. Ah. And if they did, let us know how that went at work. And we asked, mm. actually, we asked your your friend, um, we did a shout out to her. Oh, Tabitha. Tabitha. Uh, if she was at work or anyone else out there that happened to be at work. I didn't and, think to ask her. I should. Yeah. And decided to do this. Um, make you? sure you don't eat at your desk. You know, so you did go you go out of the building. Out of the building. Take some time. Did anybody do that? And if you did, you can email us. I did it even though I don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I love lunch. I love the word sandwich. Food. I love food. I love lunch. There's so many things that rhyme with food, like good. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell I'm getting hungry? (laughs) Good and food don't rhyme. Do it to say it right. <laughs> so if you did the national good fun. take back the lunch break day, email us at stuffingforus at gmail.com. Thank you. Okay. After a quarter century of illegal drinking, what cynics called liquor by the wink. In 1984, Oklahoma prepared to accept what it had been doing all along and voted to allow legal sale of liquor by the drink. The third attempt in a dozen years to make it legal to buy a drink in a bar or restaurant was approved by 425,772 votes to 396,986, or 52%. 48%. Now that was close. That was very close. Yeah. Liquor by the drink. Liquor by the glass. Liquor, liquor by, by the, the wink. cup. Liquor by the wink. <laughs> so did you ever think how to be happier? How to be happier? Yeah. You want to oh, be happier? Oh, yeah. You want to be happier? So oh, yeah. science science says, and I forgot to print about the it now. website, do these 11 things. I don't have 11, but oh. I, I took some out. Do these things every single day. And you've probably heard this. Smile more. Even if it makes you look like you're... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Smiling can make us feel better, but it's more effective when we back it up with positive thoughts, according to this study. A new study led by a Michigan State University business scholar suggests customer service workers who fake smile throughout the day worsen their mood and withdraw from work. Seriously? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't fake smile? It's, I thought you could fake smile because it sends a message to your brain, even though you're not feeling happy. You sh- if you make the smile, you, you, oh. it sends a message. But this, according to Michigan State University business scholar, so it was a study, uh-huh. um, it says that it affects productivity if you fake smile. But workers who smile as a result of cultivating positive thoughts, such as a tropical vacation or a child's recital, improve their mood and withdraw less. Huh. It says it's important to practice real smiles. When you use your eye sockets, where you u- where you use your eye sockets. So, um, <laughs> um, um. um. You've seen fake smiles that don't reach a person's eyes, haven't uh-huh, you? Oh, yeah, sure. Try sure, it. Sure. Smile with just your mouth. You can't see it in your eyes. Now smile like think of food. See? Well, that's that's ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> that's ballistic. <laughs> I have a grandson who smiles with his entire face, always Aww. has. 
eyes, everything. It's amazing. Even when he was a baby, you could see the smile in his eyes, yeah. even if you covered his mouth, which <laughs> I didn't do. <laughs> you hear it in your friends. But so, so practice real smiles. Think of something that you like. Smile That's naturally. Nice. I like that, though. Your eyes will narrow, and you will look like you're and smiling. smile a lot because it makes people wonder what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's she up to? <laughs> okay. It is believed that the modern spork... Spork? Oh, that's the... A combined spoon and fork made of disposable plastic was introduced by Kentucky Fried Chicken for eating coleslaw in the early 1970s. I remember that. That was believed. Oh. Okay. But this fast food fixture actually goes back to medieval times. Ancient sporks, however, were not called sporks, weren't made of plastic, and didn't look like modern sporks. In England, the Folgate Silver Plate Company made sporks sometime between 1875 and 1900. In the U.S., various patents for sporks and proto-sporks have been issued over the years. A combined spoon, fork, and knife closely resembling the modern spork was invented by Samuel Francis and patented in 1874. Other early patents predated the modern spork, including a cutting spoon in 1908 and a spoon with a tined edge in 1912. And these design patents do not prevent others from designing their own version because most of them were freeform. I mean, there's there's no limit on who can make a spork and there's, in what way. I just thought of a spoon with mm-hmm. a knife cutting edge, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was getting a paper cut on a lip. <laughs> I thought I look like a paper cut because if that spoon has a has an edge, but maybe it's on the handle. Well, then you cut your hand. <laughs> Wait a minute, or none maybe. of this works for me. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember the one, the Kentucky Fried Chicken one. Yeah, yeah. And I I remember thinking that was pretty cool, and I remember using that for the coleslaw. But a knife on the side of a spoon? Yep, yep. yep. No, not for me. I'm not going to spork it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all the sporking you want. I'm not going to spork. Did you ever try yogurt? And not have a spoon or anything, and then use the the lid <laughs> to eat it. I have to admit that there was a time that I did do that. <laughs> and you know what? You can't do. You can't really get it all off the bottom. No, you can't. You've got to bend the lid, and it depends on if it's that aluminum foil lid that you peel off. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I had a plastic lid. Oh well, that would so have been I convenient. bent it. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. But the, um, and I think about the aluminum foil lid you peel off. Yeah. And I feel like I got a paper cut on my lip. <laughs> Just the foil sliding across your lip? Think about that. <sighs> Ugh, doesn't that make you cringe? No. Uh, what if it slid against your tongue and you slit your tongue? Oh. Well, it's my fault for doing it. Hey, exercise for seven minutes. That's all you have to do, my dear. Seven minutes? Seven minutes. Think exercise is something you don't have time for. Think again. This was in the New York Times. Check out this seven-minute workout. You can actually go to the New York Times website, and you can search for the seven-minute workout. I'll bet you can Google it, too, or do whatever whatever your search engine is. Uh Uh-huh. It has such a profound effect on happiness and well-being that it is an effective strategy for overcoming depression. This was a study in, this is called, in Sean Akers' book called The Happiness Advantage. Three groups of patients treated their depression with medication, exercise, or a combination of the two. Okay? I take the combination, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> the results were surprising. Although all three groups experienced similar improvements in their happiness levels early on, the follow-up assessments proved to be radically different. The groups were tested six months later to assess their relapse rate. Of those who had taken medication alone, 38% slipped back into depression. The combination group 
was a 31% relapse rate. That was the medication wow. and the exercise. Mm-hmm. The biggest shock, though, came from the exercise group. Their relapse rate was only 9%. You're kidding. You what? don't have to be depressed to benefit from exercise. But wouldn't, wouldn't the drugs help? I mean... I think you may have may come off the drug after. Oh, okay. I don't have that but answer. But you're still exercising. I don't that's, know. That's weird. It says exercise can help you relax, increase your brain power, and even improve your body image, even if you don't lose any weight. I don't want to lose weight. I just want to put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It does good things for your brain. Okay. I remember when I was a was a faithful gym rat. Yeah. Wanting to go a second time in a day yeah. because Ooh. I love the feeling that I got once I was really into the gym. Kind of like a runner's high. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And my brain Endorphin. felt sharper. And yeah, I felt wow. good. Why don't we do that if we know we're going to feel good? Why are we so? Because it's a lot of work. It's so much easier not to move. (laughs) (laughs) I have one that's kind of serious and kind of weird. For many years, Catholic priests were allowed to marry. But the rules for Roman Catholics changed in 1139 under Pope Innocent II. Priests in Eastern Rite Catholic churches may marry prior to ordination. On July 22, 1980, the rules for Roman Catholics changed again. Married non-Catholic clergy were allowed to remain married after converting to Catholicism and being ordained as Catholic priests. Thus, a current Catholic priest who wants to get married must choose between marriage and the priesthood, while a married Lutheran minister or Episcopal priest can become a Catholic priest and keep his wife. Well, that's something I never heard. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says many of the apostles were married. Mm-hmm. Several popes were married. Mm-hmm. Thirteen popes were sons of priests. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that either. That's the first I, I'd ever heard of it. I, that's the first I've ever heard of that as well. It's not and fair. I don't know why they could never get married. Well, it's also, it's not fair. If you're a Catholic priest first, you have to decide between being married or, or the church. But if you're a Lutheran or somebody else before then and you turn Catholic, it's okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair at all, does it? No, it doesn't make any sense. No, none at all. I don't think so either. What are you going to do about it? I'm not going to do anything <laughs> about it. Then you know what you need to do to be what? happy? What? Sleep more. No. Do you like sleep? I, I, yeah, I sleep I do too. too. I like bed. I like bed. I like the look of the bed. I like, I like getting the in the bed. I like the feel of the bed. The, yes. The, the last night, the night, no, at night, the last thing I remember ever doing is, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that one, that, 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 that you know when you're there. Yes. Now, what I don't do the breath thing, but you know what I know I'm there is when I'm in bed and all of a sudden my body just goes. Yeah, yeah. Everything just relaxes and you realize I've been laying here for 15 minutes tense because my body just relaxed into the bed. Everything just collapses Mm. and you know it won't be just but a few moments. And you'll be gone. To drift off to dreamland, which my dreams are always bad. No, but, no, but, no. Yeah, I love bed. Do you have to make your bed before you get in it? I don't make my bed, period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know how many of you out there get up in the morning. Here, Here's the thing. Get up in the morning, make your bed right away. Get up in the morning, don't make your bed at all. Get up in the morning, don't make your bed, but then before you get in your bed at night, you make your bed. That's what, that's me. Okay. <laughs> I'm the make your bed when I get up in the morning. And if there's a morning when I can't, for some reason, uh-huh. I have to make it at some point during the day. I will not get in it if it's messed up. I will not get in it. 
It's well, wrong. I don't know what to say about <laughs> it's that. It's wrong. So Why? I would like to know what the bed making. Who's made, who made the rule <laughs> that you got to make your bed? It, it, if it's uh, hidden uh, in a room with behind a door or something, nobody's ever going to see it. Who see, cares? But it's me. It's yeah, it's okay. me. It doesn't matter if anybody sees it. It's it's it has to feel I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is. Okay. But I have to make it before I get in it. Okay. And I have to clean the kitchen before I start to cook. Oh my god. I have to if it, anything's out of order, I've got to get the kitchen all done. Oh, CD. <laughs> So sleep more. We know that sleep helps our body recover from the day and repair itself and that it helps us focus Mm -hmm. and become more productive. It turns out sleep is also important important for for happiness. So in a book called Important. In a book called Nuture, N- Nuture, yes, it's Nuture. It's not nature. It is Nuture, N-U-T-U-R-E, shock. This, these people, Bo Bronson and Ashley Merriman, explain how sleep affects our positivity. Negative stimuli get processed by the Amy Gildada. Sure, sure. It's the, She's not listening. She doesn't know what she's doing. It's the Amy Gildada. I don't know what Amygdala. <laughs> you know what? What? My sister right now is laughing so hard that she's not going to be able to control herself because this is so me. <laughs> And you know it because you've known me for a long time. <laughs> and you know those times. <laughs> and you just stare at me. Yep. <laughs> until, until I have buried myself. <laughs> and then you very casually say, amygdala. <laughs> and I'm just dying inside. So, you yeah, bet. <laughs> Oh, if you could only uh, see what she looks like. Uh, oh, um, my yeah. God. Your positive, face is like uh, a cherry. Positive or neutral memories get <laughs> processed by the hippocampus. Sleep deprivation hits the hippocampus harder than the amygdala. <laughs> that other thing. <laughs> the result is that sleep-deprived people... Fail to recall pleasant memories, Aww. yet recall glooming, gloomy memories just <laughs> fine. That's my problem. <laughs> it's it, I'm sleep deprived, <laughs> so I have gloomy memories oh in my, my gosh. hippocampus and my amygdala. <laughs> oh gosh! But yet she still oh. laughs and makes makes good jokes oh, and does gosh. things like that. Uh, okay. Yes. I, 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 you recovered. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fun. On Independence Day weekend, Brian Young Gun Kraus outspit his father to claim his seventh championship at the International Cherry Pit Spitting <laughs> Championship in Eau Claire, Michigan. Kraus's winning spit was 56 feet seven and a half inches that's six and a half inches better than his father six and a half inches he beat him by that much second place finisher and defending champion rick pellet gun kraus who spit 65 feet one inch and that's a cherry pit mm-hmm. rick kraus currently holds the guinness world record after spitting a pit 93 feet Six and a half inches in 2003. Amanda Jennings of Salt St. Marie, Ontario, the first woman to place in the top three, did not qualify for the championship, but retained her title as woman's champion with a spit of 43 feet 11 inches. She doesn't have it in her. It's not, you know, it's, it's she doesn't have 43 it feet beyond. 43. Oh, beyond? <laughs> No, no, oh. no, no. 43. That's why it's not in her, because she spit it out. 
43 feet. She just spit it out yeah. and it went 43 feet? Yeah. So if she had put some chutzpah behind it, hey. maybe she would have won. If I spit it out, it might land on my toe. That's not a competition that I want to go to on your toe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you spit that far. I don't need cherry pit. I think I, mean, I would like to see that. I'd they're, like to they're, just see... they're not tiny, are they? Yeah. Cherry I'd, pits? It'd be really funny if they had false teeth and spit it and oh, the teeth oh, fell out. Oh, 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 oh. There's a video, uh, like a meme, of, a, of an older woman who's blowing out her candles. Have you ever seen that? Yes, and it's, it's disgusting. adorable. And the teeth fly out, and she just <laughs>, laughs. That's the cool part. I know, she but laughed it's still, at her it's own, not pretty. She laughed at her own thing, kind of like yeah, mispronouncing I know, a word. I know. You're just, <laughs> just going to laugh at your, your amygdala just takes own care of thing. itself. That's right. Mm -hmm. So here's one. Spend more time with family and friends. Oh, nice. Not staying in touch with friends depends on who your family, family is. is one of the top five regrets when you're dying. Not so much. Yes, that's what it says here. <laughs> Go outside more often. That's a good one. That's Get a good outside. I do find that, yes, yes, yeah. that one for sure. Mow your lawn, work in your garden, sit on your deck, go for a walk, mm -hmm, go mm -hmm. for a boat ride, yep. play with your kids. Get out of the house. Play cornhole. I, I've never done that. I want to try that. Cornhole's fun. It's easy. Anybody can do it. That's the cool part. Okay. Anybody can do it. Okay. All right. Guess what? <gasps> Help other people. Go ahead. Help other people and practice gratitude. <sighs> All right. In theory. Here it comes. It takes over 5,000 helium balloons to lift an average-sized human from the ground. Disabled Valerie Spiridonov was the first person in the world to have his head transplanted. The world's earliest surviving motion picture film dates back to 1888. One of those is not true. I do not think it takes 5,000 helium balloons to lift an average person. I think it's less. Hmm. I hate to think that this head was transplanted, but I'm thinking it wasn't like decapitate and reattach a head. Okay. But that one seems pretty bizarre. And then the, the surviving film from 1888... That seems true, so I'm now vacillating back and forth. I'm going <laughs> to stick with my, the, the, the helium balloons is false. Uh. Good. <laughs> I'm actually pretty relieved. Okay. Disabled Valerie Spiridonov was the first person in the world to have his head transplanted, but although he volunteered for this at first, he changed his mind after his girlfriend became pregnant. That's the false one. I'm really glad. <laughs> uh, but maybe somebody else took his place and we don't know about it. I'm really, really glad. And I would like to know who the doctor might have been that Ooh. would have performed that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. The world's earliest surviving motion picture dates back to 1888 is true. The round hay garden scene, as featured in the first film, is totally is today widely considered both the oldest film in existence and the first ever made, but it is not the only first motion picture. At last count, there were 12 first movies. They were all being worked on at the same time? Within maybe a two to three year kind of thing. The only reason this one won that is because you can still watch it. And what's it called? The Round Hay Garden Scene. It's a picture of two couples walking in the garden in the southern France. That's it? Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's about 2.1 seconds long. That's it? That's it. But it shows the moving around and walking. So it looks very mechanical? No, it looks real. It was very smooth. And it's only a few seconds? Mm-hmm. wonder how long it took them to actually create that. I have no that. idea. The round hay garden scene. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's one of a man galloping on a horse because they wanted to see if 
any time during a race, the horse's four feet are off the ground. I think I've seen that That's several one of times. That's one of the 12. Wow. Well, that's something for people to look up. Yeah. Well, we've, we've asked people for lots of help today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our email address again is? Stuffingforus at gmail.com. Easy, easy peasy. And if you want to know any other firsts and you want me to look them up and research them for you, let me know. Yeah. We love hearing from you. Thank you. And we you. will see you or hear, you will hear us next week at WTBR 89.7 FM, Thursday morning at 830. Yay. The views and opinions on this program are those of the hosts and not those of PCTV or WTBR.